Hey, welcome to CEO Sprints. I'm Simon Severino, founder and CEO of Strategy Sprints. We double your revenue 90 days. This podcast broadcasts the people who sprint every week to make things happen, who show up every day, no matter what, for the people they seek to serve. Stick around to the end of the show. We'll reveal how you can be our next guest in about 20 minutes. Let's go. On with us today, we have Axel Mayerhofer with us of Ideal Wealth Grower. Thank you for joining us, Axel. Yeah, thank you, Gabby, for having me. Absolutely. So first, just tell us, what is Ideal Wealth Grower? Well, we are an organization that was founded because we want to help people develop passive income and get basically on a journey. I would call it a journey Mm -hmm. to a point on the calendar I call the time freedom point where your passive income increase uh, exceeds basically what you have in expenses every month. So you have the freedom to do with your time whatever you like to do with it rather than having to go to work or having to somehow find a way to get income. Okay. And does that come from a personal journey of yours at all as far as passive income? Well, in a sense, because I I always say, you know, my first life and my second life. So in my first life, mm-hmm. I was in the military for 22 years. And mm-hmm. as part of that, you basically earn the right for some retirement income. Mm-hmm. And when I started my own business in 2005, I was like, hmm, how does that work when you're a business owner? And I, I literally really didn't know because I, a lot of my friends who had jobs and stuff like that, they taught me about IRA and 401ks and that kind of stuff. And I looked into it and realized, well, that doesn't, at least at the time, and I don't think even now, there wasn't really anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking, okay, so what could I do to develop um, a retirement for myself without having to basically spend a ton of time because my main focus was on my business. Mm-hmm. And so based on that, I looked into it and found real estate to be um, the stuff. And besides the fact, I mean, in the military, you get moved around every few years. And so mm-hmm. based on that, you know, we knew that living in different places, living in houses, being a tenant, being a, an owner and stuff. So there was some familiarity there. Mm-hmm. And then based on that, basically, I decided, okay, let's see if I can develop this. Initially, I wanted to do it myself. And then I realized there are experts that you want to work with. And so mm-hmm. Idea Wealth Grower is now helping people to be connected with exactly the same people I work with and how I develop my passive income portfolio. And for those that are not quite ready to get started on the investing, I'm helping mentoring and coaching them on how mm-hmm. to get ready. Wow. So I say you've embedded in kind of one of the journey, as you call it, and now yeah. can help other people have kind of the same freedom and everything. I definitely would love, you to, love for you to talk about that a little bit more, what is the freedom that can be offered when you have passive income, like you said, eventually surpasses having a regular nine to five or regular job? Well, there's a couple of different things. And I know that there seems to be a trend a little bit, you know, some people might say it's kind of woke to say, okay, how many people are out there who hate their job? And I don't think Mm -hmm. that's really the norm that you can say anybody who has a regular nine to five job hates it. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's probably lots of people who really like what they're doing. Yeah. But then on the other hand, there's also truth in, you know, things can kind of get routine and there might not always be the excitement that you had in the beginning. And long story short, we oftentimes discover or know all along that we have passions Mm -hmm. that we would like to live, but we also struggle to see how that could make money. Mm -hmm. A good example I can give is if you look at these uh, TV shows like... um, 
American Idol or The Voice or anything like that or other talent shows like that, um, when you listen to the little surrounding stories, oftentimes people say, yeah, I always had this passion. I always liked music or I always liked playing an instrument or I always liked art. You, you fill in the blanks, right? Mm -hmm. But I also was afraid that it wouldn't make enough money. So I took this job or I had to raise my kids or stuff like that. So this freedom that you asked about is basically to, to get to a point where you can see that worry of how do I cover all my expenses, pay for my car, for my housing, for my food, for going on vacation and things like that. And it's not like some people, you know, have that Ferrari and that big house and mm -hmm. the mansion and the beach. And no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking mm -hmm. about having the freedom to in every day or every month, every year to say, what do I really love or would really like to do? And that could include something like a job. Mm -hmm. But if you say, well, I really have this artistic drive or I really would love to do music, not to think about does it make money, but does it bring joy? Right. Mm -hmm. right? And so that that kind of freedom to be able to say, I want to do with my time, which is probably the only thing that nobody can really buy more of. Mm -hmm. However much money you might have, you can't say, hey, give me another two years or something like mm -hmm. that. Right. So that's why I call it time freedom point, really to have the freedom to do with your time what you want what mm -hmm. you're passionate about and mm -hmm. you can really only do this i think in a in an enjoyable way if you don't mm -hmm. have to worry mm -hmm. the biggest thing i have found and maybe i'm not that good of an example but i have found i'm worried if i know there are bills to pay and stuff coming up and and uh, invoices coming in and stuff like that i can't really be fully focused if i don't feel safe that i can cover that and that's mm -hmm. taken care of right mm -hmm. and so that's where this whole thing comes from to say you gain a totally different level of freedom when you no longer have to worry, you know, how do I basically get the basics of life taken mm -hmm. care of? Mm -hmm. And so are there certain, like, do the passive streams of income vary client by client or are there kind of main ones that you always kind of educate people on? What are the forms of passive income? Well, I mean, if you look into it, I mentioned earlier that the big, the highest level uh, commonality is basically real estate. But mm -hmm. then when you look into real estate, you will find there are a lot of different kinds of investments that can be done in real estate, right? Mm -hmm. Like some people say, I want to lend other people money and get some interest for that. Mm -hmm. Or I want to invest in a project and I hope that when it's done and gets sold, it makes a lot of money. So the, we came up in Idea Wealth Grower with a stra strategy that's called the out-of-state residential real estate turnkey strategy. Okay. So residential real estate, most people know either you live in or rent a place or stuff. So it's the kind of real estate that we all use. Mm -hmm. Now, out-of-state comes from a lot of people who have money to invest, live in relatively expensive areas. So if you say, okay, I look like I live in San Diego. If I look mm -hmm. in my area, the properties that I could buy and then rent out would not perform properly, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so let's say the average house price in this area is $600,000. When I say, what does it mean to perform means I would have to get $6,000 a month in rent. Mm -hmm. Well, there are just not that many people <laughs> who would pay mm -hmm. that. So you just don't find it. You might be finding somebody for $3,000 or $3,500, but definitely not $6,000. Mm -hmm. So out of state means finding locations in the Midwest or in the South or other places where you can buy, let's say, a $100,000 house and make $1,000 rent mm -hmm. or $150,000 house and make $1,500 rent. That's kind okay. of realistic, right? And mm -hmm. that would be a good performance. So that's the out of state part. And then the turnkey part is when you ask yourself, how do I actually pull this off? 
-hmm. You could do all the research and find a realtor and all kinds of stuff. And what I found is there are organizations that actually find properties that are in need of renovation. Then they renovate it. They put it on the market to people like me and you. We can buy it. And then they also, and that's the really, really important part in our strategy, they need to also be the ones who manage it. Okay. So they find it first, they renovate it, sell it, and manage it. And the reason that's so important is if you find anything, let's find, say you were into cars, mm -hmm. right? and you always wanted to have a fancy convertible, but you couldn't afford it, so you found one that needed a lot of work. Mm -hmm. It's a totally different dynamic. If you find one, you work on it, you make it so that it can be sold, and then it's gone. Or you do it, so, and then you know you will be the one who has to take care of it, whether you own it or not. Mm -hmm. It's a different thing. If you know that you will have to take care of it later on, you treat it differently during your renovation. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't put anything in that you know as soon as it's sold, it's going to fall apart because then right. you're the one who has to fix it. Mm -hmm. The same is true for, for houses. So this turn, these turnkey providers, when you find the right ones that I um, refer our clients to, they basically are the kinds of companies who find it, renovate it, sell it, and manage it all under mm -hmm. one roof. And that way, it also makes sense why it's passive, right? So you look at what they have to offer, which one is coming up that they finished the renovation on. You buy it, let's say, for 130000 They rent it for twelve fifty or 1300 and you're good to go. Mm -hmm. And then from something like that, you get anywhere between about 150 to $300 a month in passive income, right? And yeah. so you can, over time, say, okay, I buy my first one, my second one, and so forth. Mm -hmm. And most people, after about anywhere between eight to 10 years, you get to a point where you have $3,000, dollars $4,000 a month. Mm -hmm. And as these properties over time get paid off because you have a mortgage on it, so they get paid off by the income, that in, uh, income, this passive money keeps increasing as one house after the next gets paid off. Most people okay. to reach their time freedom point number need anywhere between eight to 12 of those investments. Okay. So it takes you like, typically, like I said, eight to 12 years to get them. Mm -hmm. And then you reach your time freedom point, and then you just have them and enjoy the income and the income keeps increasing both because the rent increases every mm -hmm. so often a little bit, mm -hmm. but also because the houses get paid off. Right. right. And when you look into the, the world in general, I know this is kind of like from a business building perspective, what do we find when we look? You find that most of the people that are successful with their money, mm -hmm. regardless where the money came from, they use a good portion of that money and put it in assets that appreciate, mm -hmm. right. meaning real estate or other things that grow in value. And that's what I basically do myself for our own you know, time freedom, but also try to teach other people to do the same thing. And it's pretty amazing. I mean, nice. you asked it probably a little innocently, but it's very amazing to get into this situation where you get closer and closer to this time freedom point and you feel literally like this burden of, yeah yeah you can breathe and you feel less burdened you you know bogged down and stuff and you really start thinking well what could i do if i really had the time mm -hmm. and what could i and it's not just doing things literally doing mm -hmm. it's also where could i go right mm -hmm. where you say okay well I would love to go to a location where other people like to go too, but not when they all go. I right. want to go when, when not everybody goes, when the, when the kids are in school and the weather is nice and it's kind of more quiet. Well, if you have enough passive income, you can do that. Mm -hmm. Mm 
And so they said it's the kind of something that takes a little bit of time to build, especially to that time freedom part. What are the demographics of your clients you typically see? Is it people who are younger who are trying to get a head start? Is it kind of like, you know, that mid, maybe that second life? What does that demographic look like typically? Yeah, I have found it's kind of like two groups. The one is okay. between 30 and about 45, where people say, I've kind of gotten through school, I've gotten into work, mm-hmm. and, and I'm realizing that I believe there's more to life. And I don't want to, like previous generations, work until I'm 65 or 70 right. and then, quote unquote, retire. Right. So they are really ambitious. You may have heard about the fire movement and, and people like that who say, okay, I'm willing to sacrifice to get these investments in place quick as quickly as possible so i get to this time freedom point and then i can enjoy life so if you start at 30 you would be basically done somewhere at 42 43 Mm -hmm. right if you're like in your mid-30s you might be done at 45 but think about that right like you have kind of like half your life with a normal life expectancy you worked and went to school and stuff and then the other literally the other half to do what you're passionate about and not have to worry that's, so that's the one group, 30 to 45. And then the other group is, I would say, 45 to basically late 50s. And that's people who have tried a bunch of different investments and for two reasons make the decision they want to change something. Number one is that they get afraid if there would be a crash. Let's say they're really heavily invested in the stock market. They know if there's a crash and I'm 50 and the crash takes a few years, it probably takes another six to eight years for the market to just go back to where mm-hmm. it is right now. And then you're already at retirement, right? So you would lose literally a decade. Yeah. Well, instead of that, people yeah. who have been doing reasonably well to say, I want to shift my investments in something that is safer, that is growing in value, maybe slower, but it gives me income every month. Mm-hmm. Right? And then the other group of people is just who like sold a business or um, got their hands on a substantial amount of money. And they know the older you get, you don't want to, add as much risk anymore and real estate just in general i mean ours residential real estate is probably one of the safest things and if you look at what we have just lived through the last 15 months mm-hmm. or 16 mm-hmm. months in the type of real estate that we do and that we suggest to our clients we haven't missed any rent payments the value of the properties has wow. increased the passive income has been coming in. Now, it's for most myself and most others, we are not quite at the point where we totally live of it, but it's there, right? It's proof of concept mm-hmm. is happening every month. And so e- even though people said, oh, the economy is going to crash, things were true, but in real estate, it didn't apply because people mm-hmm. still need a place to live. Right. right? And so all these things taken together, those are the two groups, the 30 to 45 mm-hmm. who say, I don't want to work on my life. And then the 45 to late 50s who say, okay, I want to do something safer. And I want to see that I don't depend on like the government, social security, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. to be able to retire. If it comes, if it's there, great. But I want to do something where I can depend on based on my own investments. Absolutely. And for any of our listeners who I'm sure are like, I want in on that, like you said, so where can they go for more information about Ideal Wealth Grower? Well, the one thing is like, obviously, idealwealthgrower.com, but also if you just use Ideal Wealth Grower and go to your most favorite social media, you know, if you're a Facebook person, put in Ideal Wealth Grower, you find us there, or you go on LinkedIn, or you go on Instagram, Twitter, we're basically under the Ideal Wealth Grower, you find us on any one of those platforms. And then from there, you see our posts, or you can sign up for the newsletter, or can go to YouTube and watch our videos. So we have it pretty much under the same name everywhere. Mm-hmm. And 
And I always say these are plenty of different doors. They all lead ultimately to our website and to our team. And, you know, you decide what is most convenient for you to get in touch. Perfect. Axel Mayer Hoover of Ideal Wealth Grower. Thank you so much for all that knowledge that you just shared. And definitely said all social media platforms and the website, idealwealthgrower.com. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you, Gabby. Hey, Simon here. Thank you so much for listening to CEO Sprint's podcast. If you are a successful CEO who would like to be on this program, please visit strategiesprints.com slash interview. If you got something out of this interview, do a quick screenshot with your phone and post it on socials. Want to know more? Go to our website, strategiesprints.com or follow us on Instagram at strategiesprints. Want to hang out with other 900 business owners like you? Join our private Facebook group. It's called Entrepreneurship in Sprints. Keep rolling. Woo!